Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this first episode of Cruise Radio of 2015, entering our sixth season this year. Wow. Where has the time gone? Which brings me to saying, if this is your first time listening, well, welcome aboard, my friend. We have about uh, almost 300 back episodes for you to catch up on, so uh, we'll keep you pretty busy with that. Just look for it in iTunes or at our homepage, cruiseradio.net. You can find all of our past episodes there. On this episode, Jason Leppard from popularcruising.com joins us. He just returned from a seven-night Caribbean sailing aboard Disney Fantasy down there in Port Canaveral, Florida. He'll give us a bow to stern review and what it's like sailing Disney. But first, he's back from his long vacation. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dude. I got to tell you, it snowed. Oh, not snow, but we had flurries for two hours in Florida here, which is rare. Uh, yeah, very rare. Not, not since yeah, not since 1989. So uh, almost wow. 26 years. That leads to our first story, though, because Norwegian is offering snow on their upcoming Norwegian Escape. What is this all about? Well, they're going to have a very large. Uh, spa center uh, on board the ship. And uh, they, they said that it's going to be actually the largest thermal suite at sea. And uh, they're going to have the industry's first snow room, an opportunity for people to, uh, you know, really uh, be in some cold temperatures uh, ranging from uh, 21 to 32 degrees Fahrenheit. The room will send out a flurry of powdery snow throughout the day. <laughs> nice. And that, that's in addition to, of course, you know, they, they're going to have 17, 17 heated loungers, uh, stress relief uh, area. They're going to have hydrotherapy, whirlpools, steam rooms, dry sauna. So, I mean, you can go, you can run the gamut. You could go and have all kinds of different experiences uh, depending uh, on what you like. And it's interesting. I, I did get a couple of uh, emails uh, this week about it. And, you know, people are saying, hey, you know, we're up here in the Northeast and, uh, you know, it's we've got four inches of snow outside. And I said, well, that, that's great. It's 80 degrees down here. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to go on the ship and uh, experiencing some snow flurries uh, any time of the year is going to be a great idea. Absolutely. Moving on here. Carnival Miracle up next for a multi-million dollar renovation. What are we going to see? Well, they're going to add the uh, very successful Red Frog Pub, uh, the Alchemy Bar shows, uh, you know, from Playlist Productions. For the kids, they're going to add Seuss at Seat, you know, uh, um, Palooza thing, yeah. Exactly. They're going to add Hasbro, the game show, Cherries on Top. Uh, they're going to have a uh, Spin University uh, that was put together by DJ Irie. And they're going to have a brand new sports bar, but without EA Sports. Yeah, why is Carnival doing away with EA Sports? Well, I think they're getting, well, they're getting away, they're getting away with it. I mean, the there, there's been a lot of, over the last several years, there's been a lot of branding. Mm-hmm. And... In the end, you know, does it always really work? Do they bring a lot to the table? And in this case, I don't think it brought anything to the table. Uh, I don't think it brought more people to sail on their ships. It didn't bring in higher pricing. And I don't think people were really uh, going to the sports bar to uh, play the EA sports games. Yeah. You know, why pay the the licensing for it if it's not being widely used? And uh, get in there, you know, create your own sports bar. It's... Uh, you know, kind of like with Red Frog Pub, they mm-hmm. could have, you know, done a partnership with another comp- an outside company like uh, NCL did with Margaritaville 
But if you can build a strong brand, why share the revenues with someone else? Right. I hear you. Very good. And uh, one other thing about Carnival here. Carnival Cruise Line's dropping the S in lines, so it's going to be Carnival Cruise Line. Any reason why they did that? Well, I, I think what they're doing, Doug, is they're bringing it in line with all their other companies, Holland America, uh, Canard Line. It's not like Princess Cruises, which is not a line, but, uh, you know, there's really no one else in the industry that went in that direction. And uh, it is, you know, at, at the time they may have been thinking about, you know, building up other other lines. You know, it's, it is singular. They, you know, it is one of nine brands within the Carnival Court family, and it, it did make sense to uh, drop it. Yeah, very good. Uh, moving on here, Royal Caribbean, they're delaying their dynamic dining concept uh, across their fleet. Uh, so dynamic dining, if I'm uh, correct or if I'm incorrect, uh, correct me. That's what we saw on what, Quantum of the Seas? Yes. Okay. And why are they delaying that? Well, I don't think it was operating as smoothly as they had hoped. I think they, they found some hiccups. I mean, I've spoken to some people when I've been on the ship. And there were some issues that similar to what NCL may be having. And uh, they, they just need to work out the kinks. Uh, Oasis of the Seas was retrofitted to be able to have dynamic dining. But uh, I, I think it's a good move. Royal Caribbean does a great job when implementing programs. And if it's not ready, it's not ready. Yeah, and just so uh, our listeners who may not know, dynamic dining is basically no main dining rooms, but a bunch of little small venues, Correct. Correct. Okay. So they've got 18 different restaurants, and it's the first ship in the world not to have one, you know, not to have a main dining room. It's a great idea. Beautiful restaurants. They'll get it. Very good. Pearl Seas Cruises are a small cruise line based up in, uh, well, this is from the owners of American Cruise Lines. They are possibly heading into Cuba. A lot of talk about that last month. Um, what's the deal with this? Well, it's just a bunch of talk. Just a reason to have a press release? That, that, that's it. Okay, I mean, let's move everybody on. Else, everybody else is ready. I mean, it's not like they can go in and no one else can't. A foreign flagged ship can certainly go in there before a U.S. registered ship. But they're just saying, hey, you know, we're interested in sailing there, too, because we're smaller. We might be able to get into some of the other ports. Uh, they're going to have to tender just like everybody else. But, uh, I mean, look, everybody's interested. This yeah. is going to... You know, it's not if, Doug, at this point, it's when. It's when, right. Wrapping it up here, Stuart, uh, last month, of course, in December of 2014, an Oceanic Cruises ship caught on fire. Uh, let's get caught up on the details with that, and uh, when is that ship going to be back in service? Well, the it's supposed to be back in service, uh, I believe it was March 22nd, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be starting its, or, you know, it's going to be picking up uh, its world cruise in Singapore, but right now it is in San Juan, uh, you know, where the, it's under repair. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get more details, but uh, that, that's about it. You can find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Thanks, my friend. Happy New Year, hey, by the way. You as well, Doug. Take care. From the Space Coast to the West Coast, this is Cruise Radio. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. 
six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always love hearing about your cruise vacations. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net and we'll get you on the air. Like Jason Leopard, he's the editor-in-chief of PopularCruising.com and he just returned from a seven-night Caribbean sailing aboard Disney Fantasy. And he joins us now. Hello, Jason. Howdy, howdy. We're going to talk all about your seven nights sailing aboard Disney Fantasy today. So before we actually step foot on the ship, let's take a step back. And I want to know, what made you want to sail Disney Fantasy? Well, I'd actually been on it before, but I have to admit, it's kind of like my baby. I had a chance to actually see this one at the shipyard being built. So Mm -hmm. definitely has a personal connection uh, that I have with it. So that's really special for me. But I grew up with Disney, man, and I'm not too far from Disneyland, only about an hour and a half drive. I've always loved the brand, and they do just such a swell job on board, to use an old 1950s term, and uh, just love it. Because you, you go to all the Disney like conferences and festivals and all that, don't you? Yeah, I go to their G23 Expo and all yeah. sorts of stuff, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan through and through. But you know, even if you aren't a fan of Disney, the cruise line, I think, is just you know top-notch as far as just a cruising product as well. Even if you're not a fan, they do a fantastic job. Very good. Well, let's jump right on board and talk about embarkation. How was embarkation when you got on the ship there in Port Canaveral? Yeah, really smooth. Um, they're actually one of the cruise lines that uses the RFID uh, cards now. Mm-hmm. So they get, go ahead and uh, issue that to you, and you're basically right on. And you know, just swipe that card real quick uh, by the, the guy there at the um, uh, the connection point, and uh, he's got it ready to go. You go ahead, take your photo, and you're on. And uh, it's really cool. Disney does a thing when you come on board their ship where they actually announce you. Uh, it's kind of a little embarrassing, I guess, at first, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun, uh, you know, just making a, a big big deal about you being on board, which is kind of cool. So they announce your family name as you, you come on board, which I think is neat. Yeah, very cool. So I want to get your first impressions of this go around, but I want to know when you step on board the ship, like how you sailed on a Christmas sailing. So how Christmas themed does Disney make their public areas? They do quite a job, I have to tell you. Um, I mean, I've seen photos before uh, with you know the tree in the atrium, and that's kind of to be expected on any ship. But every room that you go on board, they have Christmas decorations. And not only is it just generic Christmas decorations, every room that has a theme or a story that's being told to begin with, the Christmas decorations actually continue that theme. So at Cabanas, let's say, for instance, they have uh, their casual buffet up there, and they have uh, sort of like shells and things and the garland, you know, just to kind of keep mm-hmm. the theme going. And Very clever. I was just really impressed. They have the snowmakers, uh, which is really like detergent, let's be honest, that sprays <laughs> down at you. Uh, but it's still kind of cool to have, you know, Anna and Elsa from Frozen announced, you know, the snow arriving, and you're inside the, the atrium, and all the characters are dressed up, and it was a blast. They just did a great job. I was watching your popular cruising video podcast. Did I see is that was that a gingerbread house I saw? Yeah, they did a full size gingerbread house. <laughs> wow. In the nice. So uh, let's talk about the stateroom. So what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? We had a deluxe ocean view stateroom with veranda and uh, really nice. We In the past, we've had one of their uh, family uh, deluxe ocean view rooms that has just the, like the giant porthole, uh, which basically gives you the room that you would normally have for the veranda inside the room, which is also a nice way of going. But this was great, too. I mean, Disney's known for having their split bathrooms, which are very convenient for families getting ready in the morning where you have a toilet uh, and sink in one compartment. And in the adjacent compartment, you have a shower and an additional sink. So very convenient to have all that. Very 
comfortable rooms. They do a great job of all the little details. And it's one of the things on the ship that it's got to, it had taken them a lot more money to build this ship than any other ship of its size because the details are just incredible everywhere you go. I mean, down to the crown molding in the rooms, all of the, uh, the fixtures inside the rooms also have like Mickey heads on them and just everything is just top notch. Really amazing. Talk to us about the dining experience aboard Disney Fantasy. Yeah, they have a really cool program. It's the rotational dining. And what that means is they have three main dining rooms that are each uniquely themed. And uh, let's say you have uh, your assignment for your wait staff, and they actually go ahead and move with you. So every night you're going from one uh, one of the restaurants to another, and you're always going with your wait staff. So you get to know them, but you're getting a different experience every evening. Um, in the case of the Disney Fantasy, they do seven-day cruises, so you're actually hitting uh, you know, these restaurants uh, more than once, uh, sometimes you know, up to three times, depending on whatever the assignment rotation has been given to you. But they have the animator's palette on board the Disney Fantasy, and that is a great experience. They have uh, screens that are set up all the way around the room. And if you're familiar with they have the Turtle Talk with Crush mm-hmm. experience at Disney World. They've actually sort of uh, remounted that on board, and while you're dining, Turtle or um, Crush for the, the Turtle will actually go around and have a conversation with you for dinner and asking you like what you've been doing on your cruise have you enjoyed the aqueduct and you know getting you to, to swim the, the east australian current and all these things so it's really fun and then on another night they they ramp it up even again and they give you a placement that has sort of a humanoid figure grid and you actually go ahead and draw your own character you're going to animate a character in that and uh, they then take at uh, the dinner at dessert time they take this drawing and they actually animate it. So your drawing is actually up there dancing with the famous Disney characters on screen. And it's an amazing effect. And they call it animation magic. And that's truly what it is. Well, if you think the Disney dining experience is cool, they really do entertainment on this ship. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that Disney is definitely known for. They are, they are an entertainment company. And because of that, they shine on board. Um, they really, I think, are the one cruise line that really goes ahead and uses every theatrical technique known to man. I mean, they even have pyrotechnics on stage, mm-hmm. safely, of course. But it's, it's impressive to see that. Um, all puppetry, you know, singers, dancers, you name it, they have it. Uh, the Disney characters obviously show up and uh, sing songs. And on the Disney Fantasy, uh, one uh, show that they have that's actually exclusive is uh, Aladdin, uh, which is a show that they had at California Adventure, and they remanded that on board. And it's literally the entire story of Aladdin told on stage on the ship. It's really incredible. So besides all the theater shows, they also have guest entertainers on board, I, I assume? They do, indeed, yeah. And actually a friend of mine uh, named Clara Ullman, she's an amazing talent. I met her on the Disney Magic originally, and she is just an incredible singer and pianist and a great personality and a great person, a great human being. And uh, it's just a pleasure to hear her sing and I tell you, she's going to go places. Absolutely, yeah. no doubt about it. And uh, I really recommend uh, you guys check out uh, ClaraOman.com. It's her website. Um, she does Disney music. She does covers, you know, originals too, and just amazing. And to have her on board really just shows that uh, Disney goes out of their way to get the best in the business. I like the fact that she's saying happy birthday to you. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Really special. <laughs> that was really special. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you you uploaded that on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I was like, wow. The, I know. Really it wasn't even just happy birthday. Like she has her own version of happy yeah. birthday. And she's saying that it was incredible. Now, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how the ship behaves during sea days. So, how were the outside public areas during sea days? 
It's really not too bad. I mean, the thing that's great about Disney is, you know, you expect there's going to be kids on board, but they do a great job of keeping the kids in their areas and the adults in their areas, too, when they want to have time alone. And, you know, granted, on the upper decks, you have the pools and those do get very busy. But all in all, they do a really good job. I have to say they're great with safety, too. I have to really point that out because uh, they have a point of having uh, lifeguard stations or lifeguards stationed at each of the pools. And they're always watching out for the kids, which is fantastic to see. Um, The aqueduct definitely has a longer wait. That's their water slide. Uh, their main one that's kind of like, uh, you know, it's a tube that's basically translucent, goes all the way around the ship. Very exciting. Uh, that has a longer wait on sea days. Uh, I actually recommend probably doing that on a port day if you really want to get away from the crowds. But all in all, they, they move things along pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, everybody has their, their room to roam around the ship. And they also have other things on board, which is kind of cool. They have the Enchanted Art, which is their interactive art program on board, which is like these basically digital screens that look like paintings. Mm-hmm. And it also doubles as a uh, sort of a scavenger hunt game that you can go around and play. So with things like that, you kind of aren't always going to be up on the top deck. There are things to do inside the ship as well that kind of spread out the uh, the crowd. When I think of Disney Cruise Lines uh, and the Disney Cruise Line experience, I think of just kids running around everywhere. So with that said, is it possible to go on a Disney cruise without, like, if you don't have kids as an adult like you did and still have a good time? I absolutely think so, yeah. And honestly, our family was um, a hang-up on that. We actually thought, you know, as much as we are fans of Disney, we thought, boy, you know, do we really want to go on a ship that's going to have so many kids? And we love kids, but it's just, you know, obviously you get some of them that are just a little unruly. Mm -hmm. And did we really want to be around that? And we went on for the first time, and we were just pleasantly surprised with how well Disney keeps the kids to their areas, and the adults uh, have their own spaces as well. They have Europa on board, which is a whole area themed to different countries in Europe. And it's just a great place to hang at night and no kids there. And it, they just do a great job. I mean, the kids, you know, the program is so good on board that the kids don't want to leave. So if the adults want to get away from that, they, they're more than welcome to. Can the adults have interaction with the characters or is it just a kid thing? Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, they have uh, the meet and greets with the characters. And believe me, there's plenty of adults that love that, too, <laughs> myself included. I'll, I'll have you know that I have uh, photos of Mickey and, uh, you know, his uh, captain garb on board. And yeah, <laughs> so it's all always a lot of fun. And like I said, I mean, we, we travel without kids on board and we love it just the same. Nice. So what, what ports did you hit on this seven night itinerary? Yeah, this was in Eastern Caribbean. So we went to San Juan, uh, St. Thomas, and uh, the private island. We actually didn't get off on San Juan or St. Thomas just because we really enjoy spending time on the ship when everybody's off and sort of taking in more of that because there really is just so much to do on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but the private island is really where they shine. Castaway Key is just incredible. It's, it's Disney's private island, and I think they have the best in the industry, in my opinion. Well, you say they have the best in the industry. So how does their private island differ from other cruise lines? Oh, man, they just, I mean, for one, it's one that actually has a dock, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. The the ship actually comes there. You get off the ship without having to tender, uh, whereas some of the other ones you still have to tender. And that's, you know, it's not terribly inconvenient, but it is something to consider uh, in the timing to get on and off. Um, but then they just have, uh, you know, again, the theming and the attention to detail that you have on board is there on the island as well. The characters will get off even and they're dressed up in, you know, their, their swim trunks. And, you know, Chip and Dale are out there. You can take photos with them. It's really fun. Uh, other great things, they have like a little area that's like a, a water slide that's actually kind of on a floating gondola kind of thing out in the water that kids can go on. And there's an adults only area on the island as well where you can have uh, the cabanas that uh, can be uh, purchased for uh, private use. And just great stuff. Great food on, on shore there. And uh Great, great product for Castaway Key. Some of the photos I was looking at, it really, they really go a step above the other lines, in my opinion, because I, did, did I see a pirate ship out there, like out in the ocean? 
in the past they did. They, okay, is that gone? The, um, it is. It used to be the Flying Dutchman from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It was out there, and apparently a hurricane came through and actually <laughs> destroyed that thing, oh, and they boy. had to take it out. But what I do uh, understand, which is kind of cool for fans of Disney World, is they used to have the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction there. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like a faux submarine ride where you were in the subs. Um, they actually took one of those uh, former ride vehicles and they actually submerged it, I believe, at Castaway Key. So when you're snorkeling, you can still see that. I think that's still there. So that's kind of a cool little Easter egg. Dude, that is very cool because that, that was like one of my first Disney rides that scared the hell out of me going under, yeah. under the water. Or I don't even know right. if you did go underwater in that thing. You didn't. You, it was yeah. all, well, you, you your window was below the water. That's right. But you never yeah. actually fully submerged. But yeah. yeah, I love that ride too. So it's cool that it's there. <laughs> yeah, well, very good. So, Jason, any tips for listeners who may be considering sailing Disney Fantasy or Disney Cruise Lines in general? Yeah, I think the biggest tip is honestly don't think that the ship is going to be overrun with, overrun with children. It's going to definitely um, – they're going to be in their area. You're going to be in yours. So don't uh, have the kids uh, sway you away from going to Disney. Definitely uh, worth giving it a shot uh, even if you're an adult without uh, children along. Now, Jason, I know you've been to Disney parks all over the world, but it sounds like the Disney Cruise Line is like the quintessential Disney experience. Absolutely. Yeah, they they just, you know, they knock it out of the park in anything that they're doing. And I really believe that the Disney Cruise Line in particular is really the best Disney experience to be had internationally. I've been to uh, most of the parks. I haven't been to the the Asian parks yet, but I've been to Paris. I've been to uh, Orlando and Anaheim. And I have to say those are obviously great experiences, but really the best job that disney does anywhere in the world i think is on board their ships it's really amazing well very good man well welcome home glad you had a merry christmas and a happy new Likewise. year yeah thank you for sure we've been talking with jason leopard editor-in-chief of popularcruising.com if you want to check out his video coverage and his write-ups and photos just head to popularcruising.com we'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net jason my friend always a pleasure always a pleasure as well thank you Alrighty, that'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. A big thank you to Jason Leppard of Popular Cruising for checking in with his review of Disney Fantasy. If you want to check out more about it, head to cruiseradio.net. Also, you can listen to our show right there from the homepage as well and some articles we've posted in the past couple of weeks. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.